One. You're listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, the show where each week I have one notable guest and delve into their lives like a road gritter delving into some salt. It makes sense when you see the show. This week I had brilliant comedian Alistair Williams. We chatted putting salt on ice cream and politics and comedy as well. Enjoy. It's time for Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. You are listening to Baines Plus One on Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines. He's here, Alistair Williams. Hi. Hello, everyone. (laughs) There he is. It's this little... sound quite cute. That can be deceiving. I was going to say you are quite cute, and then I thought, it's got pervy straight away, and I haven't even introduced you. I'm sorry. Like, in a purely objective point of view. Okay. It's because I'm tweeting a photo of you right now. Brilliant. How are you, Alistair? I'm good. I actually like to be objectified. It's fun. Good. Um, Yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you. Having an excellent day so far. What what have you been up to this week? Anything exciting? Because I've been doing really bad DIY. Are you any good at DIY? Um, I just sort of... I'm 30 years of age and when something goes wrong in my house I still call my dad is that bad? <laughs> no that's, my, that's what I do well, my dad's excellent at DIY so I just think why, sh- why should I bother what's the last DIY project that you attempted? Oh, I attempted does it count that my hot water stopped working? yeah and then I got it back working again how did you, did you, yourself or did you call a plumber? I called my dad. Okay. Called oh, you called your dad? <laughs> yeah. What, and did he talk you through it in a sort of like crystal maze style? Um, he, he's one of those excellent people that just know how to fix anything. What did you, was it boiler related? It was boiler related. He went into the boiler area, tinkered and then it just came back on. Oh, you mean he came around and did it for you? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, I right, he didn't talk you through it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but that's my version of fixing something. I love that, cheap labour. Precisely. Um, what are your... Are you a, are you a DIY type, type guide? Do you have other hobbies? Not really. I'm, I'm sort of the opposite scale. You know, you've got your alpha male. Yes. I'm sort of the other, um, the other side of that. You know, what's the... What's, the zeta beta male? male? Yeah, oh. no, way. Oh, I haven't got B in the locker. <laughs> way down the alphabet. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm not a DIY person, but I know a man who is. You're a, you're a metrosexual man. Do you have a man bag? I don't. I don't have a man bag. No, you got to get. You got to get one of them. You oh. just got a bag. Yeah, just a regular bag. Yeah. Well, what? But that might be a man bag. Is it? Is it over the shoulder? Well, I hope it's in here somewhere so that we can check. No, it's two shoulder. Oh, so it's a rucksack. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I got that wrong. No, but I love that you just didn't tell me it was a rucksack straight oh, away. I love it. We're delving. He's a mysterious man. Yeah. Um, so, um, a comedian and actor. Ooh, am I we're an actor? calling you. Well, that's Excellent. what it says. Fantastic. Do yeah. you like acting in things? Um, I can't think off the top of my head of anything that I've actually acted in. Um, Performing. Yeah, perhaps. I suspect my agent's written that somewhere, just in case someone's looking for an actor. Just in case. Um, now, your Twitter handle is The Healthy Comet. It is, yeah. Are you... You don't like DIY, but you do like health. Oh, I love I it. I like this. I love it. What? Why Why are you so healthy? Tell me. Sell it to me. Oh, sell it to you. Well, I started eating proper food. Does that make Just actual food, like pieces of food. Someone gave me that advice once. Okay. Just to eat, like, you know, food that no one's messed with. Okay. Um, and I've always been into my health before, but, um, yeah, that just sort of started, opened my eyes to it, really. Are we talking vegetables? We're talking, we're talking vegetables, <laughs> but not just vegetables, you know. Fruit. Yeah, fruit, meat, you know, anything. Just uh, oh, meat. Something you've made yourself. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. So you like cooking? Yeah, I love cooking. 
Or are you or are you into like raw food? That's no. very now. No, those people scare me. <laughs> You know, where's the joy in life? You can't even warm up your food. Come on. So so you would say you're very healthy. Oh, what I did you have for me. breakfast? What did I have for breakfast today? Um, I had poached eggs this morning on toast, which is, is delicious. Is that healthy? Not really. Okay. Not 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 massively. Oh, God, have I just exposed you to no, the world? No, I'm I'm not one of those people who says they eat something healthy all the time. Like I, I eat unhealthy stuff as, as well, a lot. Um, I just aim for, I strive for health. And do you think is it is it a lifestyle thing? Do you have to do do you have to think about health all the time? You don't have to think about it all the time, but it was when I started doing comedy full time and then you have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> so all of a sudden I could spend two hours making my lunch. So I was like, right, why don't I go and get some ingredients and make a lunch instead of just quickly grabbing a sandwich? Two hours. Yeah, absolutely. What do you make? Well, anything. Chilies, curries, stir fries. What's your top know. lunch tip? Like, if anyone right now, because it is lunchtime, right. if anyone's like, oh, I fancy something, I've got two hours. Right, two hours. <laughs> what would you advise them to make? Well, when I worked in office, I wish I, what I would have wished I'd have done is made my lunch at home and brought it in with yeah, me. Yeah, a little packed lunch. Yeah. Are you one of those people? Should bring it? I don't really have an office space to right. attend. Okay. No, I eat out a lot. Right, okay. That's fun. I'm also That's a big bad. fan of eating out. I'm a recent vegetarian. How recent? Um, like three or four months. Three or four months. So before that, I sc- ate screw so the chickens, much meat. Right, but now I ate pork every day. Right. That's why I became a vegetarian because okay. I was like, this can't be good. Well, that's nice of you. Are, you, are you. are you concerned with the animals? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm right. concerned for my health. Right, OK. <laughs> well, at least you're honest about it. You know? No, I, but I think it's become an animal thing because right. I have two cats. OK. And I love them like they're my children, like I'm a cliche cat woman. And I think I have started caring about animals, like, without meaning to. Well, that's not... So the cat sort of introduced you to the animal kingdom sort of thing? Well, they killed a robin the other day and it was very stressful. Did you say robin then or robber? Robin. That would be great if they killed a robber. Yeah, I thought you had a couple of pumas in your back garden. No. (laughs) Killing a human, fine. Killing a robin for bird, not fine. Did they bring it to you? Yeah, they brought it in, and I just ran around the living room like, I don't know what to do. I nearly cried. It was horrible seeing a little dead Robin. Yeah. And my maid of honour's called Robin. She's one of my best friends. And I sent her a picture of a dead bird. So Did you reference it? I said, thought of you. Yeah, you, you'd have to there. You're not <laughs> going to get that opportunity again, are you? But you like meat, so you'd kill that Robin and eat it. Is that what you're saying? Well, I wouldn't kill a Robin and eat it. You know, I'm not some sort of barbarian. Exclusive. I'm yeah. a <laughs> Williams kills Robin and eats it. No, I wouldn't, but... You know, um, yeah, I do. I do eat meat. I do eat animals. I think, I think every, almost everyone does, don't they? Unless you're one of these saintly people that cannot. I'm trying to cut it down. Well, apart from vegetarians and vegans. Yeah, I mean those saintly people that cannot. Oh, yeah. are they saints? Yeah, to me they I are. Love yeah. that. I'm trying to cut it down. Was Mother Teresa a vegetarian? Probably. Chick. I, I would assume so, but I don't know that. Should we Google it? Should we get producer Kim to Google it? Don't imagine her taking down a cow. I don't, also, I don't think there's going to be a website dedicated to whether Mother Teresa was a, was a vegan or not. You'd be surprised. Um, Alison, we've got so much to chat about. Coming up next, we're going to do a bit of a quick fire round. Mm. Have you ever been in a quick fire situation previously? Uh, not to my knowledge, but maybe in my acting days that I've forgotten. <laughs> Bains plus one. I'm here on Hoxton Radio with the marvellous Alistair Williams. Hi. Still here. <laughs> He's so healthy and marvellous. 
and we've kept him here. Yay. Now, it's, we were talking before about vegetarians being saints. We were. And we've since Googled, producer Kieran has Googled, and found out that apparently Roman Catholics don't believe in vegetarianism. Which is a thing I did not know because I was brought up Roman Catholic. I had absolutely no idea until I was just told that as well, yeah. Are you religious in any way, Alistair? I don't think so, no. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Yeah, okay. So you're not Roman Catholic? No, I would have noticed by now. Yeah, I Someone think would have mentioned so. it. <laughs> I'm not practising anymore. Right. Okay, what happened? I just got it first time. Okay, you nailed it. Um, <laughs> Crushed Catholicism. Uh, yeah, no, no, I just don't really go to church anymore. Sorry, don't tell my Irish family. But apparently, um, yeah, we don't believe, uh, Roman Catholics don't believe in vegetables. Vegetarianism because God created animals for us to eat, apparently. Yeah, I'm not surprised they don't make more of that PR wise. <laughs> you know, it's not a massively great move, is it? Oh, but, but what about pets? So many questions. Anyway, Alistair Williams, it's time for your quick fire round. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, um, I'm, I'm going to make things intense by doing intense eyes at you, which people at home won't be able to hear. Okay. But they, they might will be able to now hear in the tone of your voice. They can really imagine. Intense. Yeah, okay. Okay, so here we go. It's your quick fire round. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Comedy or presenter? Comedy. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Breakfast or lunch? Breakfast. Car or train? Train. Football or comedy? Comedy. Pen or pencil? Good save. Pen. Sweet or savoury? Savoury. Trump or Clinton? Clinton. Half empty or half full? Can I go back and say Trump? Uh, half full. No, T- half full, yeah. TV or radio? Oh, radio, because I'm here. Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. Ketchup in the cupboard or in the fridge? Fridge. Adventurous or cautious? Adventurous. You passed. Oh. You did get quite stressed there towards the end. Why have you picked Trump over Clinton? Because I just think that Hillary Clinton is bought and paid for. I think I think she's a shill for the banks that run America. Is that a good answer? So you want Trump to be president? No, I think he's a lunatic. I wouldn't pick either of them. But you have to pick one. Well, they have to. The Americans have to pick one. Well, in that case, then I think Trump, just because he seems to be quite anti the government system in America, which I think is almost completely broken down at this point. I mean, look at their choices. Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Isn't she going to be indicted, Hillary Clinton? Isn't she an actual criminal? Well, they're debating that, aren't they? Right. But is that, they're trying to weigh thing? up the criminal offences of both. She's supposed to be the president. Like, is she a criminal or not? Let's, shouldn't you have found that out a while ago? Yeah, but Trump's sexually assaulted women. Oh, don't get me wrong. I could go on for just as long on him. Yeah, I think... Oh, he hasn't sexually... He, what he said was awful, but I'm sure if he sexually assaulted someone, he'll surely be out, right? I mean, he can't survive that, right? Well, there's been allegate. Well, he's allegedly sexually assaulted right. people. There's been allegations made right. towards him. Okay. So he has done it so definitely. The, the, well, we don't. Well, allegedly. There you go. Um, but so you would have Trump as president? No, I wouldn't pick either of them. I don't understand how they've. There but must if you be had to people. pick, if I have to pick one, if I had to pick one, I'd go with Hillary, just because okay. I think she'll probably do. She'll definitely Few. do a better job. Few. Yeah. I, I was going to eject you if you picked Trump. Really? Yeah. I'm not pro-Trump, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't At all. I just... I, there's got to be better options over there, isn't there? Out of all the Americans. Yeah. I think... Mm, he's despicable, though. He uh, can't... He needs to be ejected from the world. Yeah, but it's almost laughable that he's got that far, right? Him. Yeah. 
he's still in the race despite that tape about the sexual assault you were talking about. How has that not disqualified him? No alleged sexual assault. Yes. So, um, good. Sorry, we got deep on politics. <laughs> we got deep. I liked it. Whoops. I told you we might get deep. Football or comedy? That seemed a difficult decision for you. I was about to say football. Why There was only one thing that you could have said afterwards and you said it. Comedy. So yeah. I had to stop myself. Why do you love football so much? Um, I don't know. Why? I can't, I can't explain that. It's just, it interests me. I like watching it. I'm terrible at it. What's like the sort of it. feeling that you get when you watch a football match? Um, well, I'm a Crystal Palace fan, so usually disappointment. <laughs> you know. My first football game I went to was Crystal Palace. Right. All I remember is that we were sitting behind the girl and I burnt my tongue on really, really hot, hot chocolate. That happens a lot. That can happen That's a lot. That's all I remember. Yeah, it happens to a lot of obviously people. obviously a great game. Veterans of the game as well do that. Everyone does that. So do you go and watch it live a lot? Or do you mainly watch it on TV? No, I do. I've got a season ticket at Crystal Palace, but then I realised that I'm always busy on Saturdays because I'm a comedian. I didn't realise mm. that when I bought it. So I never get to go, but I've got the ticket. Would you say you watch... So not counting gigs where you're performing, right. would you say you go and see more live comedy or more live football? More live football. Yeah, because I don't go. And, I usually, I'm usually performing comedy, so yeah. when I'm not, I don't really want to go and watch it. <laughs> it's like work. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. What's the most recent lie you've told? Um, oh, do I have to say? Yeah. I could just make up a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, well, you do. What's what's like a lie? Do you have like a go-to lie if you don't want to do a gig? Oh, I never cancel a gig. Never cancel a gig. Absolutely it's so never. funny the number of comedians who are like, I never cancel. And then other people are like, oh yeah, got loads. <laughs> um, I cancelled one because I had food poisoning, but I legitimately had food poisoning. No, but so if someone, rather than cancelling it, if someone right. contacts you but you don't want to do it. Oh, oh, I'd lie. Yeah, I might lie about that. Yeah, what would you say? I'd say, um, ooh, I'd probably say I was just doing something else of great importance. Which, well, if you know me, you'd know would never be true. Of great importance. Yeah, exactly. I don't do anything of great importance. That's, that sounds like a line from period drama. I love it. Excellent. Any secret habits or talents? Um, any secret habits or talents? I wouldn't say I have any. I, I do some gardening. Oh, hello. Does that count? As yeah. Talent, but I'm not very good. But okay. I, do, I attempt. Where, do you have a garden? I do have a small garden, In yeah. London? Yes. You crazy person. Well, That's in amazing. South Croydon. <laughs> you know. What's, what's your... It's not like Eden. You, <laughs> South Croydon. Have you got a little flower bed or... Um, do you no. grow vegetables? No, I only grow stuff you can eat, yeah. Screw flowers, uh, just vegetables, edibles. You can eat some flowers, though. Can you? Yeah. Oh. They do it in posh restaurants and they put it on top. Oh, yeah. But... And then you move it to the side and they go, you can actually eat that, madam. Yeah, but you wouldn't have them on toast, would you? Or would you? Well, maybe. Maybe you would. That would be super healthy. Yeah. That would be totes Instagram worthy. <laughs> um, there's no text number, but oh. you can tweet. Oops, I've ruined the show. <laughs> you can tweet at Samantha Baines at Hoxton Radio and your one. Excellent. What's your Twitter handle? Oh, my Twitter handle is the healthy comic. There you go. What makes you angry? Rudeness. Okay. Rude people makes me angry great everyone should be polite one thing you couldn't live without coffee oh you're a big coffee drinker oh yeah I'm more of a tea girl I like tea as well like tea as well but if tea disappeared I wouldn't have a panic attack if coffee did I would how many coffee that's because of the caffeine how many coffees do you have a day 
two or three, but, but when I, you say coffees, I'm, I'm referencing an entire pot here. Okay. Not just a cup. Fully caffeinated. Mm, yeah. Do you ever have a decaf? Absolutely not. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry that I even brought that up. Yeah, that's okay. Your face then was like, how dare you? Um, you Finally, your gig- biggest guilty pleasure. Ooh, my biggest guilty pleasure is salt. What? I love salt. No one has ever said that before. No one likes salt as much as salt. me. Yeah, I love it. Put it on most things. Really? A lot of people just put. What's it on the weirdest thing you've put salt on? Ooh, ice cream. No. Yeah. What flavour? You know, you get salted caramel ice cream, oh, right? Yeah. So I thought, well, I've got some chocolate here. <laughs> How about salted chocolate ice cream? Guess what? <laughs> Is it great? Pretty good, yeah. OMG. Everyone's going to be putting salt on their ice cream now. Sorry. You put salt on chocolate ice cream? Not all the time. This was a one-time thing. I was young and needed the money. Would you... What, did you sell it? No, I was just... Who I said gave that you money? For, I said that okay. for comedic effect. Um, <laughs> would you do it again? Uh, yes. Can and I will. And I have. <laughs> Can't stop me. Baines plus one. That is correct. It is Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and... And me, Plus One. <laughs> Alistair Williams. He has a name. He has a name. Now, Alistair, it's time for interview proper. Ooh. Because we need to talk about your life and world as a comedian. Well, we need to. We, we need must. to. Because okay. you've won, like, awards and stuff. I've done okay. You're an award-winning comedian, I in am, fact. yeah. It's how I introduce myself at parties. Good. <laughs> I, I was once on um, Women's Hour on Radio 4, Ooh. and Jenny Murray introduced me as a comedian. She said, Samantha Burns, comedian. And I recorded it, and I played it once to introduce me at a party. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> so, if, you know, all. if you want to take clips from this show oh. of my voice to introduce you that at parties, a, that's absolutely fine. That's a great idea. I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> Oh, it's not too late. Don't oh. worry, we'll clip it up for you afterwards and you can take it away with you. Thank you. Now, um, how, did, so how did you get into comedy? I've always wanted to do it. I've always wanted to do it. I went to the comedy store in London on my 18th birthday and I thought I'd like to be one of them. Um, really? Yeah, I've, I looked at them before. thought, oh, that looks like the best job in the world. And then it wasn't until I... And then I worked in media sales for 15 years. Yay! <laughs> and then sort of went, look, are you ever going to do this, mate? Maybe you should try it. And I tried it and thought, oh, yeah, this is what I wanted to do in my life. I should have started a lot, long time ago. But it's not too late. Really? Now. So, so on your 18th birthday, so mm. did you love comedy? Were you kind of... Did someone take you as a treat to the comedy store? No, that was the first time I'd ever seen live comedy. Oh, really? Yeah, I just knew... If there was a job making people laugh, that I, I knew I wanted to do that. And do you remember who was on? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> you were just like, yeah, it was my 18th about, birthday. Yeah. You know, I was quite drunk. Let's be fair. It was only a few years ago, wasn't it? Oh yeah, mm. just a couple of decades ago. So, so how did it come about that you first tried it? Um, well, like I said, I went to an open mic in uh, London. But were you thinking about it for ages? Was it yeah. friends that said, "Go on, do it, do it, do it," or was it just you going, "That's it's about time"? No, it was a podcast actually. It was a podcast and radio show much like this one by a comedian called Joe Rogan and he sort of impressed upon me how depressing it is to talk to someone who's 40 years old who never ever tried to do what they wanted to do with their life and I thought oh that's going to be me unless I do it and I did it great yeah so do you remember your first was it five minutes that you yeah. did oh absolutely do you still use any of those jokes absolutely not they, <laughs> I was bad but I was bad but I was like everyone's terrible when they start but I was I started it just bad not Oh, god awful so I thought oh I might have some potential 
So did it did it go out down quite well then? Did people laugh the first time? There was some laughs in there, yeah. But if you were to watch it now, I'd have to throw myself out of this window. Okay. If that makes sense. <laughs> And then how did it work for you? Did you start... Because some people do one gig and then sort of don't do it again for another six months. Did you just launch yourself in and start gigging all the time? As soon as I came off stage, I was like, right, what am I going to write now? When's my next one? How am I going to do this again? Yeah. And, and, And it snowballed from there. And then you were the winner of the Piccadilly Comedy Club's New Comedian of the Year in 2014. You're a finalist in Muse Moose Laugh Off uh, and the New Act Laughing Horse New Act competition. Mm-hmm. And Leicester Square. And Leicester Square. And Leicester Square, Sorry. New Comedian. Why is that not <laughs> Come on. on. It is this? on there. I just oh, missed it, it out. There. Sorry. Yes. Um, so do you think doing competitions is useful for not a, the way I a did comedian? Them. Not the way no? I did them. I did them far too soon. I did them all in my first six months of being a comedian and I wasn't very good. I got through to the finals because I, you know, had some natural ability, but I wasn't <laughs> very good at the finals and they just sort of went, oh, that one's not very good. And everyone else who'd been going seven years in the final was like, oh, they're brilliant. I was like, oh, I went too soon, basically. Uh, so any tips for for maybe any comedians listening thinking, oh, I want to be in a final, win don't, an award? Don't rush the competitions. Wait until... Because if, if you keep getting better and you keep getting better, just keep getting better and then do the competitions when you're ready and when you're better. Someone gave me that advice, but I ignored them because I'm an egomaniac. Mm, same. Like, yeah. Same. Whoops. Because you think, I'll be different though. Yeah, I'm like, they don't know how great I am <laughs> because I wasn't. And then you look back and go, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were right. Um, so, so what... But did, were being in those finals, was that useful for you? Did you get an agent out of it? Did, did, did you get better gigs out of it? Um... I'm not sure that I got. I think I got better gigs out of it. I think so. It was definitely worth doing. I mean, you got and I got to, I got to do gigs with some comedians who were, were brilliant in those competition finals, and you learn loads. So mm. definitely 100% do them. But I think my advice is listen to advice that people give you that have been in the comedy industry for ages. If you're new, right? <laughs> you don't know what you're doing, Alistair, and people like me. Just listen to people's advice. Would be what I would say. Yeah. Do you? Can you think of the best bit of advice you've ever been given in comedy? Yeah, I can actually. It was by another comedian called Daryl Perry. Um, and I'd just come off stage at the gong show at the comedy store and I got gonged off because I wasn't very good. And he was like, the audience don't seem to like you. I was like, yeah. He was like, well, that's quite important. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. I was one of those people that was like, I'm going to say something offensive and then everyone will hate me. It's like, well, that makes it more difficult for you, mate, actually. So, yeah, just So the audience likeable. need to like you, yeah. yeah. absolutely. And then they'll be more on board. I think so. And um, what do you think your career highlight is so far? Oh, that would be two weeks ago, doing my first weekend at the Comedy Store in London. I, I could cry, I was so happy there, to be honest with you. Oh, wow, so you went when you were 18 and yeah. you were like, that's what I want to do, and then yeah. you, you've done it. Yeah, and then I remember being on stage and looking over and thinking, oh, yeah, you were there thinking, can I be up there? And I am. And I got a little emotional and oh. I started ruining my set. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I pulled it back together. So what do you do? You've kind of achieved your goal now. What, so what do you do next? I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Well, your 18-year-old self, you've yeah. achieved that goal. So, so what's next? Everything. I want, to, I want to do comedy forever. I want more people to hear what I've got to say. I want to keep getting better, you know? And, and so what's the dream for you? Is it like the Live at the Apollo? Is it having your own show? Is it My dream is doing just, the O2? It's just producing an hour of comedy that a lot of people listen to. I don't, I'm not fussed how they listen to it or where they listen to it. It's just, I want people to like my comedy and I want them to look out for it and I want I want people to hear what I'm saying. Um, yeah, 
Is that a good answer or a bad answer? That's great. I like that. I like that. (laughs) Um, So what are you currently working on at the moment? I'm currently working on my next show uh, for Edinburgh 2017 called Food. I mean, I'm envious of how prepared you are for this. You say that. Because I was just telling you how I've written no material for my next show. No, you've written ten, you said. I've written ten whole minutes. There you go. And five of it is rubbish. There you go. <laughs> so, so tell me about what what's food going to entail? Well, it's going to be about food, believe it or not. Okay, yeah, but good. I think a lot of people are misled on what's healthy these days, what they should be eating, what they shouldn't yeah. be eating. There's a lot of sugar in everything we eat. And not necessarily by our choice, if that makes sense. Like there's sugar in the bread in my house, in that loaf of bread. Yeah. I've no idea why. You don't need sugar in bread, but it's in there. And sugar's in a lot of things, and people don't realise that. Um, and it's little things like that that I want to open people's eyes to, but in a funny way, you know. It's not going to be a lecture. Are you going to talk about putting salt on your ice cream? Yeah, maybe. Oh, I mean, that's not in there at the moment. I think that should definitely feature. For obvious reasons. I want to come and see the show in Edinburgh and be like, I was there when that salt yeah, ice okay. cream moment was shared with the world. Okay, yeah, that, that's doable. That's doable. <laughs> that's, I'm giving you homework, Alistair. Okay. That's your homework. Why does everyone give me homework? Put some salt in your show. Everywhere I go. <laughs> homework. Really? Yeah, I'll go to Top Man. I'll need some homework. I'm like, what? I'm shopping. <laughs> what, what homework did they give you at Top Man? Well, again, I was exaggerating for comedic effects, but you've called me I out. I know, and then I want you to make up some amazing uh, homework for comedic effect. I know, I'm a budding comedian though. I've only got one. They know. told you to work on your branded t shirts. Oh, yeah, that I love a bit of that, that. top man. Should, should we do it again? What homework did they give you at Top Man? They told me to work on my branded t shirts. See, great actor and great comedian. <laughs> and fast learner. <laughs> We're going to be up next with much more from Alistair coming very soon. You're listening to Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. It is Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines, and the lovely Alistair Williams. Hi. Hello. It's time for the news. That's why we've got very newsy music. It's very serious. We're also um, live on Facebook Live on my Facebook. If you want to join us and see what we look like, just go to facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines. B-A-I-N-E-S. Right, Alistair. Hi. Will you do the headlines for me? I will. In your newsiest of newsy voices. Oh, right, yeah, sure. Here we go. It's the alternative news. Might sound like my regular voice. Welcome. And here are the headlines. Happy unbirthday to me. I don't like your diagnosis. New skyscraper erection, I mean erected in London. I dropped the paper. <laughs> I've actually dropped the paper. My career as a newsreader is over. Oh dear, it's alright, I'll save the day. This is why comedians don't read the news. Uh, Roho no laughing matter. Great British WhatsApp group. I think that's it. That's it. Those are the alternative news headlines. Crushed it. That was wonderful and very smooth. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go back through the the alternative news headlines for this week. First up, we have Happy Unbirthday to Me. This is a woman who discovered that she's been celebrating her birthday on the wrong day for the last fifty years. And apparently, she's now more confused than ever. Sarah Blackman is fifty three. She thought her birthday was on November the tenth, but then she saw her birth certificate. And it said November the 11th. But then she looked at an old school letter that tells her that she was born on November the 12th. What? 
She's now considering have a three-day birthday party, just to be sure. She said, I'm more... Should I do a voice? I'm more... She's she's 53. It's not that old. But I'm going to do an old voice to make it more entertaining. I'm more confused than ever before, but I'm still going to have a good time and a great party. The Queen has two birthdays, so why can't I have three? Did you like my news? She's going to be mortified with that impression <laughs> of a 53-year-old woman there. No, I said that I'm not doing an impression of a 53-year-old woman. I'm just adding some age to make it more exciting. Get some letters. Um, she, uh, she, she celebrated her birthday on the wrong day for a long time. How, how would you feel, Alistair, if you found out that you were celebrating your birthday on the wrong I'd day? Probably feel like an idiot, Samantha. To be honest with you, I mean, who is this woman who doesn't know what her birthday is? <laughs> no, but you're you're only told your birthday because your parents say this is your birthday, right? And they yeah. got it. What if they got it wrong? What they didn't double check when she was born. Her parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come well, on. when you're going through labour, it's a very I hear it's a right. very difficult and all-encompassing time. You might not be like, what day is it? That's true, but most people don't forget when their kid was born, do they? To be fair, no. That's that's true I think it would be weird because even though it's only it might only be a day difference it kind of affects your whole life yeah it can do you could be in the wrong year at school for example yeah you could I don't know if that happened in this story <gasps> the poor lady probably not there we go um, next up I I don't like your diagnosis that's eye, eyes in your head a man has been charged after allegedly throwing his eyeball at a doctor don't worry it's made of glass Edward Michael Dorsey 54 another 54 year old should I do it in an old voice was detained by police on Sunday morning on suspicion of domestic battery that's what that's the name it's not that he threw a battery um, at a local station officers took him to a medical centre in Florida to have him evaluated before taking him into jail and while he was in ER he reportedly removed his glass eye and hurled it at a doctor and a nurse that'll teach him apparently he just said I can do whatever I feel like doing clearly, <laughs> clearly. I don't know if you've ever been to Florida. Right? It's like the Croydon of uh, America. This won't have been Is the weirdest it? thing to happen that day. Yeah, let's just be standard. Do people throw their eyeballs all the time? Yeah, on a, on a mild day. Yeah, I wasn't surprised to see Florida on there. I hope it clearly looked like a glass eyeball. Otherwise, that could have horrified bystanders, just seeing a man pull out his own eye and throw it. I think either one would be quite horrible. <laughs> You'd be you like, know? what sort of hospital is this? He must be really mad to do that. You must be really mad to throw your eye at someone, right? As in angry or as in yeah, lost yeah. it? Well, clearly both. Well, maybe it's his like ninja weapon. Maybe it's his superhero move. You know, like Spider-Man has spider webs. Right. He's got his glass eyeball. Can't see Disney picking this one up. To I wonder if you. it... <laughs> Can't I can't see him getting into smashed. the Avengers. You know what I mean? <laughs> might replace that guy with Eyeball, go. And yeah. then it just bounces off. The, I think that could be a new... No, we'll stick with the Hulk, okay. I think. It's becoming more useful. Fine, fine, fine. New skyscraper erection. I mean, erected in London. Um, so this is... Londoners have a propensity to rebel and give skyscrapers their own nicknames, like the Gherkin and Cheese Grater and Walkie Talkie. So the designers of the next skyscraper maybe need to have a little rethink. It's officially been called the Spire London, but it actually resembles a massive male member. 
let's say. Well in, handled. In, in, in the pant area. It's a 67-storey building. It's going to be located on the Isle of Dogs and opened in 2020. It's already been given names like the Towering Innuendo and Crystal Phallus. <laughs> wow. I love this is how London has rebelled. Yeah, you know, we don't do anything about the transport. We just call buildings names. That'll show the it's establishment. Good, isn't it? mm. it, to buy one of the luxury flats inside the Crystal Phallus, uh, you'll need upwards of £595,000. Check what I've got on me. See, should, maybe we can do a little pool our, all our money together. There's an infinity pool, a gym, a cinema, and a cocktail bar. Ooh. How much are the cocktails in there, you reckon? £800 million. More than three quid, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit more. Um, Would you like to live in a building that is shaped like a large phallus? Well, if I've got an infinity pool, you can shape it however you want. Shape it like a giant. Shape it like a giant penis. If there's an infinity ball and a cocktail bar and a gym in there, yeah, sure. I think, uh, because apparently it looks like one from above. Um, but uh, that's going to scare like helicopters and stuff. But this hasn't been built yet, right? This is it's not been built yet, or it has. I don't think it has. I think it's right. in the planning. And they're already slagging it off. I know. Come on. Well, so maybe they can change it. Yeah, it's like an unborn child. I was, oh, it's ugly. How do you know? <laughs> I haven't remember. seen it yet. Yeah, leave it alone. Next up, Roho No, laughing matter. So good. Every year, a vast majority of people dressing up for Halloween manage to do so without offending everyone. But there's always someone who lets the rest down. So it might have been the girls who mocked Kim Kardashian's robbery, but no. This this person may have won the dubious honour of Halloween's biggest moron. He decided, of all the costumes in the world, to dress up as a bottle of Rehypnol. Apparently, to ramp up the outfit, the prescription included rules such as no more than 15 guys per girl and no means yes. I'm not pleased by this story. The sick outfit also included instructions for how to drug an attractive, unaware girl. That is, was this Donald Trump? What's the punishment for this? It should be quite extreme, shouldn't it? You know? That's, like, when would you think that that's a good idea? Apparently Halloween, according to this moron. Oh, my gosh. Imagine the brainstorm for other outfit ideas, and he went with this. He must have been like, look, I'm a terrible person. I want that to be obvious in my Halloween costume. What's my best option? Yeah, I want people to know as soon as they see me. They don't even need to speak to me. Precisely. I want people to know from across the room (laughs) that I'm the world's biggest idiot. They're like, you need to go with Rehypno. Okay, that's how this happened, I reckon. That's horrific. (laughs) I don't think anyone can ever beat that ever as the worst Halloween oh, costume. Wait till next year. So, that someone's already working on proving you wrong oh right now. God, that's awful. That is awful. Okay. Uh, finally, Great British WhatsApp group, Greg's, the baker, is going to be giving away exclusive op- offers to those in the WhatsApp group. Greg's has set up a VIP WhatsApp group for hardcore pastry fans and it involves free bakery goods. It's a Newcastle-based bakery, tweeted the news on Wednesday, alerting lovers of of steak bakes and sausage rolls. Greg's has named the group Festive Bake Lovers. (laughs) And it's been set up with a Christmas fun in mind, apparently. Um, The the company added 100 people, and there are still 150 places up for grabs. Grabs. 
Wow. Grab a bag of bakery. Um, it's for Greg fans. They're going to start sharing stuff soon as exclusive content competitions and giveaways. But mainly, it's a place for people to chat festive bake. It was launched on Wednesday afternoon. At and there's last. a set of rules. At last. How do you get an invite? You like cooking, Alistair. Yeah, I'm not sure I like uh, unlimited pastries. I'm not sure that'd be good for me. <laughs> you know, I mean, who are these people that this is helping? Who's sitting there going, do you know what I need in my life? More pastries every day. I need four pastries. That'll sort me out. I mean, there are some big Greg's fans. Of course. Um, of course. This is the group for them. For the sausage rolls. Yeah, absolutely. How do you get... Do you think you have to... Do you think... You know, it was like the story about Pret came out where you have to go in and try and get free coffee by being super nice to the employees. No. Do you think... You is didn't hear thing? about that. No. That is genuinely a thing. Right. If you're really nice to them or perhaps flirt with them a little bit, they right. might give you free tea oh, I, and I coffee. I do that as standard, to be honest with have you. Have you ever got free tea and coffee? Not in Starbucks. Well, try harder. Lucky stuff. if they don't use the toilet in Starbucks, Samantha, let alone a free coffee. Um, <laughs> you know, you said earlier that your best stand-up comedy advice was make the audience like you. Yes. It's the same for buying coffee. Oh. Oh, that's where your, were you earlier? Where were you 10 new, years ago? That's, that's your new bit to. of coffee advice. Um, so maybe we all need to go into Greg's and be really nice and see if we can join the WhatsApp group. Wouldn't hurt, would it? I always love free stuff. Me too. Uh, that's your alternative news for this week. Poem of the week. It's time for Poe of the Week on Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. My special guest is comedian Alistair Williams. Hello. You've written a poem. Of course. I'm Wouldn't so excited. Mm. Sometimes people are just like, oh no, I couldn't possibly. I love it when people join in. No, I'm joining in. So what's your poem about this week? Um, I think um, it's about the process of writing poems, to be honest with you. Oh, great. Yeah, don't be too excited. <laughs> Does it have a title? Um... It's untitled as yet. Okay. Maybe the listeners can title it. Oh, lovely. Mm. Could tweet in. They could, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Okay, are you ready? I'm born ready. Alistair Williams, here's his poem. When I was in school, I learned that poems don't have to rhyme, which is great news, because today I was short on time. So the quality of the rest of this poem does drop off rather dramatically, but that's okay, because there's literally nothing you can do about it. The poem of the week! Yes! <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Wrote it myself. This is wonderful. So my poem is um, slightly different. It's about a public peeing in Hackney, Ooh. which wasn't a story in the alternative news this week, but it was a story in the alternative news of my life, and I'm currently writing an article about it for a lovely publication, which I shall tweet. Um, but it, so basically these statistics were released right. by Hackney Council that weeing fines have tripled, they've handed out triple the amount of weeing fines. Right this year in Hackney because public weeing has got worse. So I've written a poem about it and it's called Public Peeing in Hackney. We've all had a wee in Hackney, right? But if you pee publicly, you'll get a fright. Something scarier than Halloween. Worse than those creepy clowns we've seen. You'll be fined 80 whole pounds. That's two tubs of Marmite or three pub rounds. Yeah, weeing in the street comes at a cost. 
All we want to see of a morning is frost, not urine-stained pavements and alleys and doors, no drunk ladies squatting on floors. Apparently, we women are the worst, you see. But to be honest, it doesn't surprise me. Men have temporary, temporary urinals in the street. We have nowhere to plant our seat. You know the pain of a full bladder. It's a risky business, like walking under a ladder. The mark of a great night out and a long journey home. There just aren't many available toilets on a late night roam. In Hackney, they've trialled splashback paint, but it's only the men that that will taint. We pee on floors, not up against walls. Just pop in a few portable slash stalls. Hackney Council have spent 100,000 cleaning up pee. Imagine all the cold genitals they see. Dealing out fines like they're going out of fashion, punishing those who shake the lettuce in public is a real passion. What is the answer? How can we bring this street-side tinkling to an end? Well, just pee in a cup and give it to a friend. That's my poem on public week. I think you put a lot more effort into yours than mine, I'll be honest with you. Well, I do it every week. Right. So my rhyme skills have got top-notch. Bates Plus One, Hoxton Radio. Oh, Alistair Williams, thank you so much for joining me on Bates Plus One. By any time. Enjoy yourself. fun. Yeah. I liked your poem. Oh, me too. We chatted about the news. You threw it on the floor. Oh, yeah, I did throw the news on the floor. <laughs> that might disqualify me from ever coming back. We Trash chatted about politics. Yeah, we got into that. We've done quite well. We've covered a few topics. I think, haven't we? Food? Yeah. Because your new show is all about food. It certainly is. It certainly Edinburgh. Is. That's, what, that's what's coming, yeah. So, um, so you've obviously done Edinburgh Fringes before. I have, yeah. It's so fantastic. I love do you it love it? Absolutely, yeah. You get to do comedy every evening. It's brilliant. And um, any top tips for Edinburgh Festival goers or people who've never been before? Right. People who've never been before have to go. Yeah. Right? That's a must. Absolutely. Um, and people who are already going, they know what they're doing. They don't need tips from me. <laughs> Except for coming to see my show, obviously. But they're already doing that and they know what they're doing. Obviously. Obviously. So we're gonna be, you're going to be talking about food? We're going to be talking about health. food. We're talking about food. We're going to be talking about health. Um, just all the things that I did to get healthy and all the things that... Um, people are told that are healthy for them that aren't really basically so is it like is it for people to go who want to be healthier it's for anyone basically anyone who's interested in uh looking after themselves being healthy um should come and see the show or any which is everyone isn't it who doesn't want to look better and feel better if you don't want to look better and feel better don't come to the show i want to look worse yeah, worse. Okay, you're not the target audience. <laughs> I'm joking. So, so have you written it already? I've, Are you working on it? It's not 100% finished now. I mean, what is it now? November, right? <laughs> so it's not out till August. But um, I know where I'm going with it and I'm very excited. And you're gigging, so you gig how many times a week? Four or five. Oh, amazing. So we can see you all over London. All over London. So what? where's best to go? If you can follow me on my you. Instagram, yeah. which is The Healthy Comedian on Instagram, or just type my name into Google, Alistair Williams, A-L-I-S-T-A-I-R, Williams. Um, but yeah, follow me on Instagram because I put my whole life on there. And you've also got, um, on your agent's website, you've got a profile. So I do. Face talent. I do, yeah. You can just Google, yeah, and we can find out where we can come and see you. Absolutely. And obviously we mentioned you're at Top Secret Comedy this Saturday. I am on Saturday, yeah. Come down to that, say hi. That's a lovely gig, isn't oh, it? Oh, I absolutely love it. It's one of the best comedy clubs. Recommended in 100%. Covent Garden. So now you are incredibly into Instagram. You told me off air that it was your social media of choice. It is, I love it. Why is this? Because you can just put like snitched snitch little videos on there, can't you? Which I like. You know, you can just throw a little video on there. Like I could do three today if I wanted to. 
Um, and it's just a very easy way to get across what you're doing, what's, you know, who you are, that sort of thing. Do you have any top Instagram tips? Well, no, I've got 400 followers, so, you know, <laughs> I need to grow that. Uh, so obviously I don't know what I'm doing, but what, I enjoy using it. What do you enjoy most about it? What are the, what are the things... I just broke my pen. Whoops. In excitement about Instagram. Yeah. What are the things that you like to see on Instagram? Well, the things that I like, just little bits of people's day, really. I like to see what people are up to. And I think you can get your personality across quite well on Instagram. Just take little videos of yourself. I really enjoy um, people who... Because there's lots of little niches on Instagram. Right. Like, I enjoy people who post um, pretty text and prints. Right, like those inspirational things, you mean? No, no, no. Just like a pretty pattern. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get, or photographers... But everyone's a photographer yeah, travel, now, aren't they? Yeah, travel, travel people. Oh, I love seeing all the amazing places in the world, but it just makes me jealous. Yeah, Does I'll... Instagram make you feel bad about your life? No, it makes me feel good about my life. Does it? Yeah, I like. That's nice. Yeah, I like seeing people enjoying themselves, and no one puts their rubbish days on Instagram, do they? <laughs> do you put your thigh gap on Instagram? I don't even know what that means. Do you have a thigh gap? Do you have a gap in between your thighs? Well, it depends where my legs are. I mean, <laughs> right? Good answer. Yeah. I don't know if it works with men because you have something already in between your legs. This is getting weird. How are we going to get out of this? weird conversational because mermaid thighs is a new thing on Instagram hashtag mermaid thighs that's how we're going to do it which is people who's like mine thighs definitely absolutely touch at all times unless I'm in splits right and and people have posted pictures of their legs on Instagram with hashtag mermaid thighs that's clever of them should we do one together? I don't know. Should we Instagram our mermaid thighs? Well, I think we. Can, I think there's no way for me to get out of this now, is there, without <laughs> appearing rude. So I have forced you into it. Uh-oh. So head over to Alistair's Instagram. Remind us of it again. It's The Healthy Comedian. And my Instagram, at Samantha Baines. And we are going to post a joint picture of our mermaid thighs with the hashtag mermaid thighs. I haven't agreed to And this, he can't get out of it now because he's agreed to it on live radio. Um, Alistair, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been wonderful to have you here definitely uh, go and see his show in Edinburgh and check out his gigs and and follow him on Instagram because he is minorly obsessed with it and I enjoy that I'll be back next week but we might be on a different day (gasps) so you'll have to follow me on social media to keep updated it's not going to be on Thursday because I'm filming soz guys but we will we will come back don't worry and don't forget you can listen to all the previous shows or as podcasts on iTunes just search Baines plus one and click subscribe Baines Plus One Thanks for listening to Baines Plus One with me Samantha Baines. The show is originally recorded on Hoxton Radio and the podcast is sponsored by Penguin in the Room award winning marketing for the arts go to www.penguinintheroom.com for more info Don't forget you can follow me on social medias at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S on Twitter and Instagram and facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines on Facebook. Please subscribe and leave us a nice review.